This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act so you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruich. Hello and welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. My name is Tom Ruich, and today's episode is called How to Access Self-Awareness, Focus, and Emotional Balance for Healthier and Happier Living. My guest today is Gail Kraft. She is a motivational speaker, podcaster, author of The Empowering Process and Empowerment Master. And Gail runs retreats, seminars that offer various approaches for gaining higher self-awareness, creating smarter goals, and lowering stress right now. Gail Kraft, welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. Hey, Tom. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. So I was telling you before we pressed record and began the show that today I was in a mastermind group with a bunch of other business people. And one of the topics that came up is that we all invest a whole lot of money and time and energy in learning the latest tools and tactics around marketing or sales or business operations or accounting, how to use this software or that software. But when it comes to the things that I just talked about in your bio, what you do, so many business people in my opinion, are not investing in that. And if they do, they it's one of those things they might dabble in a little bit. But it really, I believe, is, is something that should be as much a part of the investment and the focus and the personal growth that we business people invest in as the marketing and operations and other stuff. So that leads me to ask you, why are you in business? What is it that you're bringing to the world? Why should they be paying attention? Why did why did I bring you on the show? A lot of lot of it's lot one of big question. A lot of big uh, one one big question wrapped up in a lot of little why 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 questions. So why are you here? Um, why am I here? Well, Tom, the, the world is changing faster yeah. and faster and faster, and. Uh, if we don't invest in ourselves and our ability to observe things from different perspectives, we're, we're going to we're going to fall apart mm-hmm. as the human race. We're we're just going to fall apart because we won't be able to manage and grasp the changes that are going on. We saw that in the last two years, so many people felt disempowered, mm-hmm. right? Because things changed, and you see businesses now trying to get back to before. You know, there's no getting back to anything. Mm-hmm. It's moving forward to something new, right? And the moving forward to something new is, you said the word, personal development. It's the person, the individuals in an organization that helps it rise. Mm-hmm. 
And, and honestly, that as a business, as a leader, a person in the business, my teams always were the best in the company and some pretty big companies. Why? I put my stock into training and supporting emotionally as well as with tools, my staff. Yeah. yeah. Their success was mine. Yeah. And when you, when you start talking about things like emotional support, uh, <laughs> Flow, yeah, you 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 know where this is going. Right. Um, there are some business people who begin to cringe, who begin to mm-hmm. recoil, who who just don't want to go there. So, no. answer that objection or or speak to that phenomenon of people who who just think, no, no, that's not what. I'm here to do as a business leader or as a person, that emotional stuff, you know? So, so before, before I do that, I will tell you, I just got off a symposium yesterday with a very, very successful engineering company. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They embrace this stuff. Yeah. They, and the opening was all about meditation and mind. Then they did their techie thing after lunch. I woke them up with, with my flow Right. Mm-hmm. And then they did their techie thing and they closed it up with communication. Yeah. Right. And th- the group there, every single person I spoke to loved the company that they worked for. It's fun to work here. I get to grow here. I, I live out of state. It doesn't matter. Right. I'm able to work on my own pace. All of those things. There's a company of people who trust, mm-hmm. trust and fear. Okay, are the two components that hold people back. I don't trust that if I let go of my control of the staff, that they will perform. Mm -hmm. Right. And in fact, when there was a gentleman in that meeting who asked the question, well, I, you know, I really have a problem because I have so-and-so who works remotely and um, he gets his work done, but he's not at his desk all the time. Mm hmm. Well, if he gets his work done, either you're not giving him enough work if you want him to be there more hours, or what's your problem, mm-hmm. right? So, so I mean, if he's like me, I'm an A personality. I can get things done. A five-day work week, I can get done in two. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so part of it is fear of control, mm-hmm. right? Um, in fact, a lot of it is fear of control. And the other part is fear of reflection. Right. Right. I will say that my own journey into shedding my ego, right, <laughs> was the day that I looked in the mirror and realized I didn't like who I was. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't like who I was, how could anyone else? Right. And I had to take a really hard look at what are the things in my life, in my history and in my current life that put those walls up and how do I take them down and keep them down? Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's being vulnerable. Right. Right. And vulnerable doesn't mean weak. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It Thank does you. not. No, it takes a lot of, a lot of strength to yeah, put let, yourself out there. Let's go with that for a minute, Gail, because that I think is a really, really critical point. Vulnerable does not mean weak. And one of the things we were talking about in this group I was in today is that 
this resistance to call it what you will, mindset work, inner game, finding flow. There are all sorts of expressions and, right. and different approaches, but the resistance is, is something that I believe is more common among men than among women. And the reason I think it's more common among men than among women is this idea that the vulnerability that it takes to embrace it is an act of showing weakness, an act of surrender, that the, the, the masculine being often is going to resist. So I, I really wanted to pull on that idea a little bit with you because I think especially for the men who are listening, no, 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 you're not surrendering. You're not, you're not showing weakness. You're not less than by embracing this. You are in fact <laughs> getting ahead of the curve. And ahead you of the are, curve. you yeah. are. I'll tell you some of the most um, successful, and I mean, very successful people that I know, men, are, their their heart is on the table. Mm-hmm. They're like, and and I hear stories like, you know, um, I used to think that controlling my sales and lying to my customers, um, <laughs> you know, was the way to make it. And then I felt so miserable. I, before I went home, I would be drinking. I was overweight, an alcoholic, and all of these things hiding the shame mm-hmm. for who they were, yeah. right? Who they were portraying. I mean, when I looked at myself, that was shame. Yeah. Not liking who I was. Right. And so that is a terrible and we all have it. We all have it. A terrible emotion, a terrible feeling. Mm-hmm. And so we we need to hide that. I don't want people to know that how shameful I am. There's the weakness. Right. Once you put it out there, what you'll find is the person sitting next to you going, holy crap, I did the same thing. Let's tell let me tell you about that story and how I got over it. Mm-hmm. People will start handing you their hand and helping you up. Yeah. Right. Because they, they can see themselves in you. And they yeah. welcome you into the tribe. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I completely agree. And, and so you were you were talking about the fact that you were working with a group of engineers. What does it look like when you go in and work with a team or even with an individual? Where does it start? Um, usually it starts with the leader. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, who is advanced enough, shall we say, um, and vulnerable enough to say, um, I think I want to bring this in. I want to improve my communication skills. I want to improve my leadership skills. And I want to share that. With and my so team. let me ask you a question about that. What, what are the, what are the symptoms? What are the, what are the conditions that that leader is experiencing that makes them say, oh, we need, we need some help. We need to lean into this. Right. Um, it, de- it depends. It's, it varies. So it might be something like, I've built this empire and um, now there's no juice behind mm-hmm. it anymore. Okay. Yep. So I'm looking for that juice that del- I call it deliciousness or biting into a peach and just that's that's what life is right so you know so they're looking for that in themselves and in their team or there are many leaders who get to that level and feel the imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. right and so if i'm feeling that then i'm not representing and doing the best that i can and i Mm -hmm. i want to get over that 
right? By the way, guys, I think imposter syndrome is a fantastic thing because that means you're pushing yourself Hmm. out of your comfort zone, right? As long as you take the bravery and take the next step and don't, you know, go back because of it, right? Don't hide behind it. And then after I work, uh, usually just a few sessions with the leader, and then we start, I want to look at the team. Let me go to a meeting, see how they interact. And then we'll talk about the team dynamics. And then I start working with the team. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yep. um, and, and usually, what, and what, what do you often see in team dynamics that need the most attention? <laughs> That's a loaded um, question, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, well, let me give you an example of, of one. Okay. Yeah. So first I worked with the leader, then I worked with her leadership team, and then I worked with the team. Mm-hmm. Okay. So working with her was a lot around her languaging mm-hmm. um, and expressing the same thing, the way that she would express it using her words, but in a more powerful way, not in my words. Right. Um, and that just means to be more open and brave about what it is and having consequences and parameters around Mm -hmm. and then sticking to your consequences and parameters. So we get there and then um, I had her team come in and I'll give you one exercise from one day. Hey guys, um, I know that uh, you have leaders that you report to. So let's, let me ask you a bunch of questions. You know, what is it that you expect from your leader? How would you like them to show up? what's the most important thing, right? And so they're, and they don't see these questions I'm asking them so they don't get to prepare, right? Right. So they're writing. And out- incidentally, not only do they not see the questions in advance, very few people are accustomed to being asked that question at oh, yes. all. Yes. What do you expect from your leaders? Right. How do you want your leaders to show up? Right. And, and um, yeah, so that I I can see I can see someone being kind of flummoxed by that. Question. Right. Right. But I uh-huh. get time, and then we share the answers. And then the last question, I think there's about four, and about the fifth question, I say, so as a leader yourself, how do you show up? Mm-hmm. And every single one of them went, oh. I don't show up the way I expect my leaders to show up. Yeah. Okay. So now what can we do about that? Mm-hmm. Right. And so it, it's the first step is awareness and I yeah. can't force awareness, but I can hold a mirror up. And that's yep. the, the way that I hold a mirror up. And that's called quantum linguistics, asking questions enough that you get your brain going in a different way, looking at things differently and then turning it around on you. Yeah. And I, I love it because ultimately what you are constructing there is the narrative of how everybody on the team collectively wishes the team and the, and the entire company to operate. You are, you are writing a story and, and that writing of the story begins with getting out of your head and putting yourself in the shoes of others. How, how do they want, you know, well, you're asking from the perspective of how do you want your leaders to, uh, to appear, but when you turn it around, right. You're asking them to, uh, to be empathetic right. and to begin to build that before to after narrative within right. the, in the company. It's, it's very, very powerful. And it's very similar 
to what you're doing when you're trying to create the narrative and 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 tell stories right. with your prospects or right. with your clients if you're a coach or a consultant. Right. So right. It's it's really just shining the light. Um and then it depends on the company on what I do with the team <clears throat> as a whole. But I do the similar exercises with the team. I actually had one group who are um they work with troubled teens. And so you can imagine the type of stuff that they have to face every day, right? Mm-hmm. And plus their own stuff that they bring. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of carrying this this weight that was going on. So um, that type of environment, they're open to meditation. In fact, the engineers were open to meditation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so if, if I have a client who's open to that, I have a very powerful meditation that I do where I bring you through a bunch of different levels. And the final level is you're in front of a mirror and we start talking about all of the, the shame, the anguish, the pain, the sadness coming out of your pores, like tar seeping mm-hmm. out of your right. And then you have assistants who zip you out. Mm-hmm. And then you look at who you really are mm-hmm. with all of that stuff shed. And then we go through a ceremony of burning the suit that they zip oh, you out of. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, I, I've heard one person talk about their morning routine. This is just an individual routine mm-hmm. of meditation and journaling as clearing out the junk. Right. Right. And, and that, and it's, and it truly is um, a serious process. So when we talk about flow, I have a a process, a flow formula. The first one is your state, what's your emotional state, Mm -hmm. right? You have to check that. And there are tools like, you know, very quick tools. If you're feeling, here's what you can do to, to change that quickly, especially when you're Mm -hmm. in the office. Um, The other is your intention, Mm -hmm. your attitude, like as a leader, is your intention to sit on and manage and manipulate your team? Mm-hmm. You're not going to get them in flow. I had a, a leader who said, I got to get this team in flow. I'm like, well, that's not going to work. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. not the right approach. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so what's your intention? And the third is I called mindful daily routines. Mm-hmm. Right. And the reason I say mindful is it's not a rut. It's very purposeful. Mm-hmm. meditation or journaling is very purposeful. Yep. Right. And so there are some things that you can do on a daily basis that push you a little bit. Yep. Right. Um, to get the juices going. Right. Constructive, <laughs> constructive habits. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. definitely. Definitely. So, um, so yeah. And, and I work with teams. You can do that at a team level and getting a team in flow. So I, I will talk about the Navy SEALs. Mm-hmm. The Navy SEALs, because whether you know or not, their maneuvers are done in flow. Mm -hmm. The Navy spends millions of dollars to find the one SEAL who can get into flow. Mm -hmm. Now they practice, they, you know, constantly and they hone their skills, but when they are actually on a maneuver, the way that they think things are going to unfold is not how they unfold. Let's face it. Right. And they don't have the opportunity to talk to one another. Mm-hmm. And the person who sees the change and knows what to do becomes the leader. There is no leader. There is the team. And they work like an amoeba in flow. Mm-hmm. And that's communication. 
What a great metaphor. Yeah. And as you were talking about that, I was thinking that I know of certain people who have left the seals, um, you know, honorably Mm -hmm. and, and who have emerged as brilliant business people and brilliant business leaders drawing on those very things that you're talking about. Right. They, they, come to the business world with a set of skills and insights that's way beyond the tactical way way beyond the the box right and, way uh, beyond have, the new tool and the fancy gadget that's out, exactly right exactly and you have a you have a great expression regarding being in the box or out of the box why don't you share that with us <laughs> I, I cued oh. that one up for you I don't, I'm not even in the box. I don't even live in the box. I'm out of the box, right? There is no box. And and, uh, well, what I'll, I'll take it from, from my notes, you wrote um, in some notes you shared with me that you never have to think outside the box once you live outside the box. And that's the point you're making that, that, you know, we, we, that expression gets thrown, oh, let's, let's sit out in the conference room together and let's think outside the box. Well, no, let's create an organization that by its very nature is living outside the box at all times. Mm -hmm. And it's going to accomplish things that are remarkable as just a matter of course. That's what, go ahead. I'll share two stories with you about leading outside outside the box. One thing is, if it was nice out, grab your computers. We're going to go sit on the grass mm-hmm. and get some sun on our face and get out of this office. Mm-hmm. Right? I would do that frequently. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I had a team whose responsibility was to create unique ways to do solve problems. And once a month, we would have lunch brought in and we would play a game, usually Pictionary. And it got pretty raunchy, right? <laughs> right? It got pretty. But uh-huh. they, we were laughing. We had tears. Right after that, I would put the recorder on and we would have our strategy meeting. Mm-hmm. Because the things that came out, because we just had fun, right? Ego is gone. We just bonded. Was amazing. And we would mm-hmm. be building off of each other. And there was no time to take notes. We had to record it. Yeah. Right. Uh, I have, I've heard not that exact, that exact approach, but the general notion of if you're trying to do something creative in your work, it might be write an email. It might be design a, a logo, whatever, whatever you're working on that, that requires some creativity. Go do something separate from your work that right. involves creativity. Play the piano, strum a guitar, sing right. a song, play Pictionary. Get into and, flow. And the juices, <laughs> right, the juices yep. are flowing when it's time to get to work. It's a right. beautiful thing. Yep. It's real, too. It's not woo-woo magic BS. No. It's real. Right. So, yeah, right. go on. Sorry. No, no, it, it's, it's simply getting those blocks and getting that your ego out of the way. Right. Right. I mean, right. ego has a role. I don't want to get rid of ego for sure. Right. But oftentimes ego gets in the way and holds us back. And so you need mm-hmm. to, to know when it's time to couch it. Right. Yep. Um, I also have this other, um, I have a whole training around this, but there's one exercise that 
your your listeners might enjoy. Um, when you have that little voice in your head saying, you can't do this. This is ridiculous. No, you're not going to do this, right? And you want to, but you, you've got that hesitation. I literally, first of all, I name my subconscious. <laughs> my subconscious name is George, mm-hmm. right? So it has nothing to do with me. And I will literally in my mind go, George, and put George in front of me. Mm-hmm. Say, listen, thank you for being my protector. I know exactly what you're doing, but I've got this. Trust yep. me. Yep. I got this. And what happens with your subconscious, when it starts to realize that you're not going to give in, it supports you completely. Yep. Yep. It, it goes, oh, 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 we're going to do this thing. All right, then let's go do this thing. Yep. Yeah. I, <laughs> I you're, you're 100% right, George. And that, and all of, all of those voices, they, they reside in our lizard brain. They yes. reside in our fight and flight brain, fight or f- fight or, or flight, flight brain. They're they're there to they're there to keep us alive, right? Um, and and so the instinct is no danger, stop yes. danger, don't and and um, so and you're exactly right though when you activate it. And say no, no, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm on this. Yeah, and trust me, I've got this. Right, yeah. right. But you also need to honor yourself um, for doing your job. Mm-hmm. It was interesting about the fight or flight. I'm glad that you mentioned that too. One of the other exercises I brought out yesterday was a simple breathing exercise mm-hmm. of breathing in your nose mm-hmm. and out your nose, not mm-hmm. out your mouth. Yeah, because I I hear it the other way often in your nose, out your mouth. So tell us why. Because that balances the hemispheres in your brain, Mm -hmm. right? And as soon as you do that, you start to relax. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you relax, so this is where meditation comes in, your your lizard brain goes, Mm -hmm. oh, no fight or flight. Mm -hmm. We're we're cool. We're relaxing, right? I think I'll go be creative. (laughs) Yeah. That's when you get ideas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love it. So let's talk about meditation for a minute because it's much easier to access these days. Pardon me. uh, Than it used to. I have a couple of the apps, the headspace app and so forth, calm and others on, uh, on my phone. And I wonder where, you know, frivolous dabbling ends and real impact begins because you literally can do breathing exercises on these apps that last for 30 seconds. And I think to myself, 30 seconds is, is that enough? So for just the individual who's hearing this and who's thinking, yeah, you know, I, I want to get in that relaxation mode and get my lizard brain fight and flight George helping not hindering what does it take what what does meditation look like uh for somebody who's just getting started well you know just five minutes and i'll I'll give you the the hakala exercise that i gave to the team yesterday which is very easy for people to do um in a in a moment um when i first started meditating i was like 22 Mm -hmm. and um i would meditate for 15 minutes three times a day Mm -hmm. The things that I was able to do 
will blow your mind. I could see if I was having a conversation with you and you didn't want to hear about meditation, I could see you putting a brick wall up. I could Mm -hmm. see the brick wall Mm -hmm. and I would know, okay, you don't want to continue this conversation, Mm -hmm. right? It was bizarre, bizarre. Now I don't meditate that much anymore. I'm almost in that kind of state on a frequent basis mm-hmm. anyway. Um, but Hakala is a way to expand your peripheral vision, mm-hmm. both emotionally and physically, mm-hmm. mentally. And mm-hmm. so you stare at a point in the wall and you just keep staring at that one dot on the wall and you skew all of your focus and all of your energy to that one dot in the wall. And after a little bit of time, maybe a minute or two, Start expanding while keeping your focus on that dot, but then expand it. But note, keep that focus on the dot, but consciously expand while still focusing on the dot. You can do that. Mm -hmm. And what happens is by doing that every day, you start to increase your peripheral vision. What does Mm -hmm. this do? You start seeing things that you didn't see before. Mm -hmm. You start noticing things that you didn't notice before. Mm -hmm. It means you can do things differently. Yeah. And you did the day before because you have different information. Yeah. Right. Um, and that got to, for me, when I was doing that on a regular basis, I got to the point where I knew what was going on behind me because I could feel it. I could feel what was going on behind me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I imagine that you could extrapolate that and, and do it with your sense of hearing as well. Tune everything out for a minute and just listen to that leaf blower outside and then that's meditation yeah i mean it's it's right yeah and 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 the point that you're making that's so powerful is that once you gain that control to zero in on that dot without distraction and then you control that you're expanding your vision or you control that you're expanding what you're listening to what you've done is begun to flex that that muscle of noticing. You control what you're paying attention to. You control what you let in. You control what you absorb. And as a result, you can nurture and develop habits of noticing, listening, hearing, seeing that apply to everything you do from market research to uh, interacting more effectively with a coworker Mm -hmm. to serving a client more effectively. It, it translates so beautifully. It's so, so, so important what you're talking about. And I keep, I keep wanting to go to, Oh, (laughs) here is how you would apply that when you're trying to create uh, create a story. We talk about in storytelling for business mm-hmm. that it's not magic. It's not sitting in front Isn't. of a blank sheet of mu- of paper or a computer screen and hoping that the muse strikes with some creative lightning bolt and then boom, your fingers start pounding the keyboard. It starts by nurturing and developing habits of noticing so right. that you can gather the building blocks that become the stories you assemble. Right. And you and I talk-, talk about that, right? Yeah. 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 And what you're talking about are the very elemental ways that we as human beings get better at doing that. And that's why it's, that's why what, uh, 
That's why I'm so glad you're here on my podcast. Well, and that's and that's where business should be spending their money. Mm-hmm. Right. The new tools, especially for communication, interpersonal experience, mm-hmm. um, you know, that is such a waste of time. Because uh, every business I've ever worked in who sent us all off to communication training, mm-hmm. you know, for a week, we'd be using the language that we were taught we needed to, to use. And then we we're right back. Right. Because it's not changing the subconscious. Right. It's right. not changing and, anything. Yeah. And, and so we're talking about, about, positioning each individual and each individual's brain and eyes and ears to do those things. So, so just to, to clarify, you, you're not objecting to the notion of, of all of the outcomes that this training delivers, right? right. but you're suggesting, and I agree that it begins with changing change within, in the right. person. Right. Um, at, at your core. And, and that's good news for those of us who are listening, who are solopreneurs or individual consultants or coaches or running a very small business. We've been talking about team building and going into larger organizations. That's a lot of what you do, Gail, but everything that you've been talking about really boils down to the individual skills and everything you've talked about is applicable to that individual who is running their own business, solopreneur, whatever the case may be, or within a larger organization and within a larger team. And seriously, when you have a team that, that works together and that is in flow, Mm -hmm. um, I would say at least three companies that I worked at, I got at least one person that another leader couldn't deal with. Mm -hmm. And one was a union. They couldn't fire this person. So mm-hmm. I took them. Um, the other two, they the leader just wanted them gone. Mm-hmm. They were never a problem. Never a problem. Mm-hmm. Because by then, my team was already in flow. Mm-hmm. And what did I do? I gave them the parameters. Right? Here's what we do. Here's how we do it. Here's where I am if you need me. Mm-hmm. I trust that you're going to do it. Yep. What? Well, the rest of my team does. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and they they did. I had yeah. the best teams in every company. People wanted my team. And I'm like, but you didn't want this individual, but you want yeah. my team now, right? <laughs> so if you are an individual wanting to achieve the kind of flow we're talking about, or if you are on a team and you want your team to be the best team in the company, right? How do how do they find you and where does help begin from Gail? You know, I actually am leading people now to social media. You can Mm -hmm. find me on LinkedIn and it's Gail Craft, K-R-A-F-T on LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. or you can find me on Facebook, but do let me know. This is how you heard about me because I'm not going to let you in if I don't know you or Mm -hmm. you've not said, I saw you on this podcast, right? Um, Because I'm tired of being sold to. <laughs> right. right. So don't sell to me. Aren't guys. We just, all, yeah, just going to delete all, you. Just, yeah. just going to delete you. Um, yeah. And then I will do a complimentary session, you know, the half an hour conversation about um, this is what I do. Let's do a test run, see if we're the right. And also, if I'm not the right coach from you, 
I have a network of coaches. Mm-hmm. I'll be happy to refer you out because I want you to succeed. It's not about me and my business, though it is. Mm-hmm. It really is about you succeeding at what it is that you're going for. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Amen. Any parting thoughts, Gail? Um, yeah. I use the word delicious. Mm-hmm. And um, for individuals, when I work with a single client, frequently we will look for their word. Mm-hmm. Because there is a word that makes you feel like you can do anything and gets the gets the goosebumps going on. And if you can find that word, right, as you're driving to work, think about that word before you walk in the office and you're already in flow. Oh, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Great advice. Gail Kraft, thank you so much for spending time with us today. This will be, uh, it's the first time we've spent time talking publicly, sharing it. Not the first time we've talked right. and it won't be, and it won't be the last. No, so. we're going. <laughs> <laughs> we're in flow, Gail. Yes, uh, thanks so much for being here with me today. Thanks everybody. We'll see you next time on the Story Power Marketing Show. Bye-bye. listening to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com slash resources, where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails, download free business building resources, and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com slash resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, and grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.